Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Autism Annex podcast. I'm your host, John Andrew Slominski. Let's start with a brief thought experiment. Think about an achievement, a milestone in many young people's lives, graduating high school. And aside from the specifics, the math, the history, the exams, consider also some of the less obvious skills. It's probably easy to overlook two of them, reading and writing. Now consider the skills necessary to be an author, to publish a book. Pretty essential skills, reading and writing, wouldn't you agree? For my guest, Michael Jacques, who has autism and an intellectual disability, the answer is, well, no. My first book is called Can't Read, Can't Write, Here's My Book. It's a good title because I can't read or write. That's how honest I am. <laughs> but here's my book. That is a great title. Welcome, Michael. I've been looking forward to this conversation, and thank you for being here. Thank you. Michael, let's start with the basics. What are three things that you'd like people to know about you? Um, I'm funny, outgoing, and good-looking. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, he gets his good looks from his dad, so let's just clarify a few things here. <laughs> by the way, listeners, Michael is joined by his dad, Marcel, who you'll hear chime in periodically. I don't think Marcel would mind me saying he is as big a champion of Michael's as you can possibly imagine and is absolutely irrepressible when it comes to his pride in his son. Back to Michael. Michael, the title of your first book is in the title of this episode, and it's pretty extraordinary, I have to say. Could you tell us a little bit about it? Um, yeah, sure. It's my life story. I have autism, intellectual disability, I can't read or write, and I always wanted to write a book, and this, well, read and write, obviously, so I wanted to see anything's possible, so that's what I did. I wrote it um, using assistant technology, and just to show that anything's possible with lots of hard work and dedication, and I just, it's just basically about my life, uh, growing up, all the way to um, 20, like, at the time, 21, I'm 31 now, but just five years of Dairy Journal uh, was um, my first book and just basically talking about my life. His first book is an autobiography. And as he said, uh, a daily journal. And he did that for five years. You know, he had to stop and think about that. He was motivated. And, you know, he spoke about what motivated him. You know, he, he, he can't read or write, but he was using his system technology, using speech to text. And that was... Uh, that's what got him to the, you know, that end product of that first book of his and uh, showing people that anything's possible. Michael, does your dad have that about right? Yeah. I'd like to ask you about your high school experience. You graduated without reading or writing. Is that right? Yes. Could you explain how you did it? Yes, for sure. Um, so we had to think out, well, I thought outside the box um, because there's a great program from Community Ontario have a great program called REACT for Inclusion. It helps to show off that the inclusion, they go back to their high school and their communities to make differences. And what happened was they um, helped me to find my voice. So there was a part where they were talking about graduation and a meeting that talks about graduation and certificates because lots of times uh, people with challenges get certificates. 
And so basically what happened was we're having me and say, okay, Michael, we're going to have a certificate for you. And I said, no, wait, wait, I want to have a high school diploma. So we had a great conversation and my parents and the teacher and me had a great conversation. And uh, we decided to do different things differently. I had to do uh, geography twice. I did the first semester, first half, second semester, the second half. They got credits that way. Lots of oral presentations, uh, help from staff students and technology it took me five uh, it took me seven years to graduate sometimes typically it takes you seven years uh four years to graduate but it just took over time and lots of hard work for everybody i got my high school diploma i thought outside of the box and i graduated to go to work marcel as a parent how did you see the many logistics and necessary supports aligned to support michael in his goal of graduation so I, I think Michael sort of touched in on quite a few things in that conversation. Michael mentioned Community Living Ontario. So that is an organization, a provincial organization, uh, that uh, their mandate is to ensure that people with intellectual disabilities live, thrive, and survive in their own communities. But uh, Michael's referring to a program that's offered from the provincial uh, community living organization called Reaction for Inclusion. And it's, that program is a program for high school kids. Pre-COVID, they got together for a weekend conference. They have uh, workshops on leadership, but more importantly, workshops on authentic inclusion. So at the end of the weekend, uh, they send the kids back to their high schools to see how they can make their high schools more inclusive and better yet, how they can make their communities more inclusive. So what an awesome program. So Michael went to his first one in grade 10. So Michael comes back to our community, found his voice, was strong. We were at a meeting at his high school with the special lit, with the teachers, with the resource teachers of his high school. He was involved, we were involved. And when at that table, when they're talking about, you know, Michael, you're gonna get a certificate, he said, whoa, 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 whoa. I wanna get a high school diploma like everyone else. You wanted the real deal. He wants a real deal. If I'm gonna do the work, I want the real deal. Yeah, so he used his voice. So, you know, all of us around the table, you know, Michael knows about achievable goals. You know, achievable goals are so important. So we had to set an achievable goal for him to reach that. So for achievable goals to happen, you know, you have to have the students. Three things. Three yeah. things. You have to have the students, the, par- the parents, and the teachers or educators on board to have it work. Because if you don't have all three, it won't work. And it's um, sometimes you might have to have a hard conversations with the students or then there's also parents and there's lots of times where educators, educators are very important, but lots of times educators uh, want the best for the students and they want to work hard. So things like that. So, so at that, that meeting in grade 10, the focus was on the world of work. We all knew Michael was going to the world of work after high school. I wasn't going to be a mathematician. No, he wasn't going to be a mathematician. (laughs) (laughs) So he was going to the world of work. So the conversation was, how can we make this work? So let's set up his program so he can successfully enter the world of work after high school. Michael, you mentioned setting achievable goals and how that's an important part of your success. What are some achievable goals that you've set and how do you define success for yourself? Um, so, set for success, you know, for me, 
I wrote uh, like I wrote books, I, and I also have a job at Sobeys. So that all those are success for me that I have a because of also for school I did a co-op program and it helped me to be achievable to get a job at high school um, as well and things like that. So just basically whatever whatever you like to do um, doesn't matter what it is. Just whatever you would like to do, you have to find follow steps to be achievable to do it. And when you think. You got what you and whatever success for whoever, whoever's listening, whatever that is. For me, it was writing a book, getting a job, and things like that. And I successfully did all those things and more. That so that's so. Michael mentioned Sobeys. Sobeys is a grocery chain here in Canada, and he got that job in a co-op placement in high school. And he's been there ever since. 13 years. 13 years working at Sobeys. So you and your family have firsthand experience with Sobeys as an employer. What are they doing right in terms of employing people with disabilities? You know, what a great organization. A lot of organizations fear hiring people with challenges because they think it's going to cost them money. Money, and also, too, is that they think, how am I supposed to have the job uh, safe uh, for people with challenges, and how can I make work for people with challenges? They don't, they don't know how to, they don't know how to make, make it work and things like that. So, but it's very, for me, my, like my, my opinion um, is this basically just, um, uh, it's very easy to make work and things like that. It's very successful to make work. It just, we have to think about it. You know, would some employees require some modifications? Sure. And some accommodations? Absolutely. But with those accommodations, and uh, they can be very successful. They can be a very productive employee within an organization. And I think here in Canada, Sobeys, that grocery chain, they've recognized that. Could you talk a little bit about how Sobeys has been helpful for you as an employee, Michael, to be successful in your job and also how they've worked to understand your learning style? For me, it's visual learning. So I visualize. Um, so for me at work, my boss, Ron, uh, he's my, the owner, you know, so that he might, like, he might like, have to stock shelves or he get somebody to help me out. And he, they place maybe a couple things on the shelf, like cereal or something like that. And he just say, Michael, put this cereal out here and the, then the three this rows this way. And he puts the what he wants from me. And he said, Michael, do you got it? I said, yes. And then he sees I, he, I put a couple on the shelves. So he saw that and got it. And then he leaves me alone. So okay, Michael, you're good. So things like that. Just basically, I'm a I'm a visual and hands-on kind of person, obviously. But those are the things that work for me. Like everything that was hands-on in school, I worked very good at. I am. Um, that's just me. Everybody has their own ways, but visual and hands-on uh, worked the best for me. You spend a lot of your time giving back to your community, locally, provincially, and nationally throughout Canada. Give us a snapshot of what your volunteer work looks like. For locally, I'm part of my local Rotary Club. Um, Rotary Club is very important in the community, and so I've been part of that. 
And also, too, is... Provincially. Uh, provincially. I'm the president for Kiwa, Ontario. I, there's uh, two terms. I'm on my second term. And I help out uh, six to eight years. I'm the first person to have lived experience and the youngest um, to help out. And I think there's 106 or, or organizations. really doesn't really matter. But I help run, um, I help run it. I'm also part of... You mentioned though too is there's called Maxi Special Education, and I've been part of that and talked to um, the minister and things that the minister and things of like that. But special educations, uh, elementary school to high school um, for uh, across the province as well, and I'm also part of federally. I'm part of Inclusion Canada, and my dad gave part of that, and it's like as it's um equivalent to Community Living Ontario. So Michael's mentioned Community Living Ontario. He's the president. And now if you know anything about Canada, the province of Ontario is geographically very large. And he's the first, as he said, in 68 years that has, that has lived experience. Now, what does it mean by lived experience? It means that he lives with a disability day in and day out of his life. So we're actually very proud of Michael in his second year of doing that. You know, research shows that it's much better to include people with challenges in their own communities as opposed to segregate them. The local member of parliament, the federal one, knows Michael very well, too, because you see, they've, they've realized that Michael has a very strong voice. He will speak on behalf of people with challenges. He is not fearful of having that conversation. So he shares what it's like to be him. So there's a lot of issues provincially around special education in the province. So Michael, even though he's been out of education, still has a huge impact on what's happening in special education in Ontario. When you do this important advocacy work, Michael, what's the message that you want politicians and community leaders to hear? Um, That we have value and worth and think outside the box and there's more than one thing, there's one more than one way to do things. And um, that's pretty much it. This, and and, and tr- treat everybody with compassion and everybody has value and worth. And everybody can bring you a member, everybody can bring something to the table. My guests on today's episode have been Michael Jacques and his father, Marcel. Michael and Marcel, Thanks so much for taking time to share your story with us on the podcast. Thank you very much, John Andrew. If you'd like to learn more about Michael, please visit his website, heresmybook.com, where you can reach out to him, purchase his books in English and in French, and follow his many successes. The Autism Annex podcast was developed by Star Autism Support. I'm your host, John Andrew Slominski. If you like what you've heard on this episode, please consider sharing the podcast with a friend who might also enjoy it. Until next time, take good care of yourself and one another.